everybody to Honest Questions, a podcast determined to ask all of life's random questions. I'm John. And I'm Virginia. Are you having a nice weekend? It's been a very nice weekend. Um, for those not in the know, I just had a birthday. A big one. A big, not the biggest. Yeah, well, not the biggest. Not the smallest, but you know, a, a birthday, significant. So seeing as this week's theme is on sort of childhood focus. Mm. Do you have any good birthday childhood memory? Like, what was your best party? Was there a particular, like, cake that stood out or anything like that from when you were a kid or an adult? No. I Well, you know, I only remember having a handful of actual birthday parties that my parents planned. Oh. Birthdays weren't, like, a huge thing in our house. Not that we were, you know... We didn't celebrate birthdays, but we didn't have, like, big kid birthday parties. We had a couple. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one, I don't know, maybe I was 9 or 10, and I was doing karate at the time, and a bunch of my karate friends came over, nice. and we had, like, a karate kid cake, and it was a karate theme, and that was fun. I oh, they even that. went with a theme. That's, like, yeah for, for the 80s, you Yeah, know? my mom That's... went a little overboard um, for her. Um I mean, I don't think it was like like now you can't you can go into Party City and pretty much buy right whatever yeah 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 and I feel like that was a little bit of an outlier for our generation because I I feel like most people's birthday theme for their birthday was like birthday birthday yeah <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah. happy birthday here yeah. here yeah. it is here's your cake yeah I mean it was a theme in as much as that I got some karate kid stuff nice i got the headband that he wore in the movie i don't know where she got that because um i don't think it was readily available no i i feel like they merchandised okay maybe it was i don't know i could be very wrong but i feel like it was not heavily you know it wasn't like some of the other Mm -hmm. you know gi joe or star wars or anything like that but i do feel like there was some merch you could buy yeah yeah. Well, it was very exciting. I, was, so, I remember that birthday. So your birthday parties weren't just like neighborhood kids. I feel like all of any, and I only had a few also, any of my birthdays as a kid, it was just like we opened the doors for the neighborhood yeah. kids. Yeah. I mean, it was it was 99% neighborhood kids. And then I think a couple of my friends from Karate came, which was the exciting part. Because normally mm-hmm. that's what it was. It was like the kid down the block had a birthday and all the kids that lived in the area would go to that birthday party. And that was it. I mean, that was the exciting birthday party. Right. But you got birthday cake. And that yes. was the big thing. And ice cream usually. And Yeah. Yeah. There were no, like, I don't remember any gift bags on the way out the door. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no. party favors. That is very, that's very in New, now. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's big now, right? You have to have a bag. The kids have to have something oh, to yeah. take you with them. Oh, yeah. You can't send a kid home from a birthday party. Uh, so you and I ascribe to the same sort of philosophy, though as maybe our parents did, where we don't do a birthday party every single year. We do, you know, we do something to celebrate every year, but a friend party is kind of reserved for every, you know, few years or momentous birthdays or even, you know, 5, 10, 15, whatever you want to do yeah. it, which I kind of am okay with. Because birthday parties get expensive. Even if you just stay home and do cake and ice cream, it's still expensive. 
inevitably, I think every year you feel like you have to go and take it up a notch. And then by the end of it, you get, remember that MTV show, The Sweet 16? <laughs> then you get, you know, our kids going to be asking for a new car. Right, right. I, no. Like we, you we, wonder how those kids got there, but you're, it escalates That's because their parents quickly. threw them a party every year. Yes. And then they ramped it up every year, and then that's what you get. You get some $100,000 16th birthday party, which is crazy. Well, I'm glad that you're having a nice birthday weekend. Thank you. you deserve it. Yes. And, um, yeah, so continuing on our theme of childhood, mm-hmm. which was completely unintentional. It had nothing to do with your birthday. We were just... Right. We're always thinking about our childhoods, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, you, the older you get, the more you sort of reminisce. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Back in my day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You never think you're going <laughs> to get When I was old. a kid. The first question, favorite childhood memory? Mm, which implies it was good, yeah, we, I guess. We, I guess we should go. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> Unless you're like really into self-flagellation, you're like, this was a terrible memory. We can do that for a different podcast. <laughs> I think we're going to try to keep this one on a positive spin, <laughs> maybe. So, <laughs> of I your like head. I don't have a lot of positive childhood memories which sounds terrible but i so the one that sticks out to me uh is i when i was in third the third grade i think it was um i we i don't know how you you guys did it when you were growing up but like when when the spelling bee came around usually had a classroom spelling bee and whatever top kid in your class would then go to your grade level, and then you did a school-wide spelling bee, and then you went to regionals. Mm -hmm. And somehow in the third grade, I made it through all of those rounds to the regional spelling bee. Oh, I didn't know you made it to the regionals. I did. Okay. I did. Um, Wow. And so that, for me, was a really big deal because it was you, during the school day, you had to leave school. You got to leave school, which was very special. That was a big deal Um, back then, yeah. And we traveled to another school built, like another school in another district. When you're in the third grade, it feels like you're on a different yeah. planet. Um, and and it was a, you know, my, you, without getting too much into my family history, you know, my parents weren't taking off a day from work to come pick me up to drive me to this. So it turns out that our, I think our, I think he was the assistant principal. He may, I think he, he may have been the principal whose name I can't remember right now. I'll find out though. Um, he took me and I think there was one other kid who got to go, or maybe there's two other kids. Cause I think it was like first and second and then an alternate got to go. And we like rode in his car, which was very weird. I kind of remember it being burgundy with like velvety seats almost you know like a chrysler i think looking back i think we're all glad you actually made it to the the regional (laughs) well it sounds like a shady no i think it was like a fancy car it was like a grand or not a grand but do you know what i mean like because you know the kind of salary elementary school it was a town it was like a town car like it was nice Uh um and we got to ride with him and then I did not make it past regionals. I think I, I got out really quickly. But on the way back to school, he stopped and we went. We all went to Wendy's. Nice. And I had never been to Wendy's before. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family wasn't really a family that went. We didn't go out to eat a lot. We didn't even get fast food very much when I was like really little. Um, so it was like a big deal. And I got a Frosty for the first time. Wow. In the middle of a school day. 
And that was a pretty, like, for me, I felt like a rock star. Oh, I bet. I felt so important that my principal was taking us somewhere. And I'm sure <laughs> at school you told everybody that would listen that, yeah, I left school in the middle of the day for a spelling bee, and then I got a frosty. Yeah. And they're all like, what? <laughs> You're I don't lying. even know if I did, though. Like, I really don't. I don't remember anything. You just kept that memory for you. Yes. Mm. And, but I do know somewhere there exists one photo of me standing on stage. Um, because I do think my mom ended up coming to, the, like, meeting us there mm-hmm. and seeing me participate. I feel like that happened. I could be making that up. Yeah. Um, so there is at least one photo of me standing very awkward, well, awkwardly on this stage. Um, in like a skirt outfit. Yeah. Which was probably... It's still impressive. Yes. Now, so... I won the fifth grade spelling bee. Wow. The whole fifth grade? The whole fifth grade. Wow. Because the, the star student was out that day. <laughs> she was out sick. And looking back, I don't know how it happened. Honestly, I think it was just a complete freak uh, incident. Um, it's not like I'd studied. I wasn't particularly great at spelling. Mm-hmm. But I made it to the school-wide one. Right. And then I think I proceeded to go out on like the first or second word. Did you think it was weird? I thought it was weird for the school-wide one, even the regional one. I was when I was in 3rd grade, you know, I my elementary school was second was it second through 5th grade, I guess. So you had second graders competing against 5th graders, I think. Like we were all competing in the yeah. same pool. It wasn't I'm guessing the overall competition was probably an age group right but yeah i mean i clearly i was fifth grade so i was the oldest and i went out very quickly Mm -hmm. so you know some second grader probably beat the pants which is yeah and i guess yeah there's a cap too because at some point you stop doing probably fifth grade i I guess because middle school i don't think we did spelling bees i don't remember doing spelling bees in middle school weird but yes so that's my my happy happy memory what about you that's nice um, so my dad worked for Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer. For almost 40 years, I think. He was in sales. Um, and But he had a lot of nice perks. And let me back up by saying, the man lived and breathed Oscar Mayer. I mean, he was, I mean, it was not sales. It was religion for him. <laughs> um, and he was a good salesman, too. Not a pushy guy. I mean, you... you Met my dad. He's just a very nice guy, very genuine. Um, but anyway, so he had this job for, you know, 30-plus years with, with Oscar Mayer. And as a part of that, you know, every year, a couple times a year, the Wienermobile would come into town. And the Wienermobile, for those of you who have not seen it, is a large vehicle, a car, <laughs> a bus. If you have not seen the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile and you live in the continental United States... I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, everyone has seen... Yeah, you, you it's get, so iconic. I agree. You need to get out of your bunker because clearly you're just you're not living. Yes. But yeah, it's a big car. It looks like a hot dog. Yes. And, and college students every year are recruited to do it for the summers. And they go to special events and baseball games. Grocery and football store games, openings. And grocery and... store openings. And yeah. you know, they throw hot dogs at people. And, <laughs> um, I, just a promotional. It's a promotional for, for Oscar Mayer. <laughs> So one year, my dad, and I don't know how he did this, and probably shouldn't have done it. It was probably a, on the sly somehow. But the Wienermobile just magically showed up in front of my house. And I was in elementary school. I didn't know about it. And all of the kids um, 
came running out from the house <laughs> and we took photos with the Wienermobile. We got to drive around the neighborhood. And I just remember that day still in my mind very vividly mm-hmm. and we still have photographs from it oh i've seen them and your it's little knees yes just in your little shorts my little op shorts <laughs> and um yeah i just remember thinking how crazy that was that the wienermobile showed up at my house and even now that i'm older i look back mm-hmm. and how just crazy of an opportunity that was as a kid i that just reminds me that a few years ago do you remember when that Wienermobile crashed yeah. nearby? So in, Where in we a lived, town yeah. we lived, yes. And I happened to be driving by and I took a photo of it. Um, and like, I, it was the wildest thing to see this because po- it had snowed and yeah, this with poor the roads Wienermobile were... <laughs> was just crashed. Yeah, you know, because it's driven by college kids, right? Yeah. So And they get trained on it. But this, I guess it had slipped on ice and ran into like the side of a brick wall. I can't imagine that it has a lot of, you know, um, like it's a super controlled vehicle. It just feels like it just goes straight. You're not taking that thing around a racetrack. (laughs) But you know, that poor kid was just like, okay, well, that's the end of my summer. And, you know, it's never a good start to the morning when you see the Wienermobile just crash into the side of a building. Right. This is not going to be a good day. (laughs) But yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But the Wienermobile, strangely, has become thematic in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like this year, so we have, because John's dad worked for Oscar Mayer for so long, um, we have various Oscar Mayer memorabilia. From over the years. From over yeah. the years. And one of the things that we inherited was a little tiny replica um, Oscar Mayer mobile that plays the jingle. Mm-hmm. And it's a ornament for a Christmas tree. And we've had it forever. Um, and this was the first year our son really was into that, um, that little oh, ornament and he would and go and play them. it yeah. and then try to like sing the words to it. It was very darling. Um, yeah. If so, I were yeah. an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yeah. And he just loves that. He's, he doesn't even know what an Oscar Mayer wiener is. Oh, he has no clue. <laughs> I think we <laughs> No clue. But yes. And you know, they used to have a contest every year to try mm-hmm. to find a kid to sing the jingle the cutest yeah right and then they would put them in a commercial you know a national spot did you ever sing the jingle for a commercial or for a i i think i did but i didn't get picked like i I remember doing it one year um i remember not i wasn't really into doing it Mm -hmm. so i'm sure i was low energy (laughs) on the jingle song and they needed you needed a high energy they were like snooze fest over here either you needed high energy or you needed like a cute um, like sp- not a speech impediment, but you know what I mean. Like a little, a little lisp yeah. or a little like quirky sound to your voice. You know, one of those things that yeah. would. I looked bored and low energy, and <laughs> You're that's like, please don't pick me. It's please not don't what Oscar Mayer was looking for. That was not. That wasn't going to sell any hot dogs. Well, that's a good memory. I've that seen those memory. photos. I'm going to have yeah. to try to dig up the photos and post them on Instagram because it's so cute. You and your little knees, mm-hmm. just. So happy that this Wienermobile showed up. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Chasing that memory. Oh, yes. Chasing that dream. All right. So the next question, I'll I'll ask the next question. Okay. So what is something when you were a kid you thought was like a completely normal thing to do, but as an adult, you've realized that that's not the case? And I will tell you why I pulled, I asked this question. Did you ever hear about the poop knife story? The poop knife story? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, 
vaguely. It's just like, oh, this is like some knife that was kept in the bathroom. Yes. By a family. Yes. So somebody, I think it was somebody on Reddit. It may have been somebody (sighs) somewhere on other form who said like, basically the gist of the story was that this person and their family, you know, they just, for whatever reason, genetically or diet or whatever, took large poops. Like they were large as in would clog the toilet. And so they had what was called the poop knife that hung, I think, in a utility room or close (laughs) or in the bathroom. And it was literally used to break up the poop so that it would go down the drain and wouldn't clog the the toilet. And I guess they came to the realization that that was not something that was a universal American, like, custom. Um, <laughs> Could you but imagine like... <laughs> the night she would, or he would over to spend the night with his friend, and he was like, "Hey, I'm just curious. I didn't see your well, poop knife." I think, and I hope I may, I might be blending multiple stories because other people at some point did come out and say, "Oh yeah, no, my family did do that," but it what by far wasn't the majority of people. But oh, I believe it was the same original poster. Was like, "Hey, yeah, I came to realize this because I was older, maybe in my 20s or older, and I went to a friend's house." Blew up the bathroom, basically, mm-hmm. and was like, couldn't find their knife. So then I called to my friend, hey, where's your poop knife? And the friend was like, come, <laughs> was like, come again? <laughs> and so then the guy, the person was like, oh, I." then it occurred to them, oh, maybe they call it by a different name. Right. Because that, that's the next logical step. <laughs> but not was, to be that yeah, it's completely... it was basically like a butter knife on a... On a string, yeah. No, um, I, I, and the friend I conjured was, up the image, and I think the friend broke it to this person that that is not right a thing like that. Most do you, do you think they have. he or she accepted that, or do you think they went around asking other people just? To I confirm? mean, the fact that they went on Reddit at some yeah. point or whatever. Oh, they realized it because I think there is still probably a small hope that it's like <laughs> maybe this. Maybe I'm just not in the right. Right. group of people like maybe it's just a bigger thing so anyway so that was the story that i heard that i thought oh that's really funny um yeah. your story does not have to be nearly that i kind don't of... think it's gonna i don't think <laughs> in my southern baptist southern household that we had many like sort of strange things that we did mm-hmm. at all because heaven forbid the neighbors would find out that oh, you did yeah. some weird thing it was all about optics and perception right <laughs> yeah so no i mean it, i could say that our house was very much what you saw on the outside was on the inside mm-hmm. i mean very clean you know my mom was you know very prim and proper so we did not have a poop knife <laughs> heaven forbid and if anything knife. had happened in the bathroom it was to be dealt with quietly mm-hmm. and not to be repeated outside of the house yeah so I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you to answer this first because maybe it'll give me a better sense of, of of something I'm missing. So I had a lot of them because I grew up in a weird <laughs> house that we did all sorts of what I thought were normal things, right. and then I realized weren't, but then became more normal after time. Sure. So the one I picked though was okay, so we did not have a traditional. Um, like dining table we didn't even have a space for a dining table not Mm -hmm. even like a kitchenette or anything in our house that we grew up in um we moved into that house when i was like five probably my parents still live there so you've seen the house Mm -hmm. there's no table 
Um, We did have uh, what I would just call a Korean table, which was a table that is very low to the ground that folded away. Um, So like for some meals, like especially like if we were eating Korean food or eating like gathering as a family, we might sit at that table together on the floor. But by and large, like that was a rare thing to do. So basically, from the time I was pretty young until, um, I mean, until I moved out of my parents' house, we would eat in separate corners of the house. My dad would eat in the living room in his Barca lounger in front of the TV on a, on like a TV tray, like what you would think of as a, you know, most people have seen. Um, my mom never sits down to eat ever. I mean, have you I've ever seen my mom seen eat ever? No, down. she flutters around. She just grazes. I don't think I've ever seen her eat a meal. No, she just no. does not. Um, but my sister and I, the sister that lived with me for the longest amount of time, we had our own bedrooms. We would eat our meals on trays in our rooms. <laughs> and wow. we, so we would, we had TVs in our rooms and stuff. And not like TV trays, like, the trays that you would get at the cafeteria when you were in school. So my mom would prepare these trays and either bring them to us in our room or we'd come out and get them and bring them. And then we would sit in like on our bed eating and watching TV separate. I remember doing this for Thanksgiving one year. Like my mom made little um, Cornish game hens for everyone. And we literally made our own plates and then scattered like fucking cockroaches. Did you did you ever want to have like a family dinner? I like... mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, there was probably definitely a part of me that did, but particularly when I became a teenager, and you, I wanted to be nowhere near anyone yeah. I was related yeah, yeah, yeah. to. It was great to be because we we were allowed to shut and lock our doors. Like that, that was not a rule in our house. So right. like. Yeah, I would go and eat. Because my family was the polar opposite. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. We couldn't were... get much more opposite. Yeah. We ate dinner as a family <laughs> in a miserable fashion together at the table every single yeah. night. And we all had iced tea because, you know, we lived in the South. We had a meal together. We had small talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to ask to be excused from the table. Um, my mom, I think, would have put a us all in tuxedos and mm-hmm. formal wear if she could every single night. And I would have given anything <laughs> to have eaten dinner in my room off a tray. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely a part of me that wanted that experience yeah. in theory. Maybe not with my family. Maybe somebody else's family. <laughs> um, yeah. But also, yeah. like, there was that, that ideal, oh, you sit down and eat dinner at the yeah, same the Norman time every Rockwell. night. Yeah. yeah, because also, I mean, the flip side of that, too, was... We didn't always have a prepared meal for dinner, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were quite quite many nights where, especially as we got older and could fend for ourselves, where you just came home and, like... You, you were on your own. Yeah, you made yourself a sandwich yeah. for dinner or cereal or whatever was in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that had to be okay. And we were all in different schedules. Yeah. And I, so... I would say a lot of families don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Sit down and have a meal together at night. Uh, yeah. Because of schedules, because of difficulty. But, you know, looking back, I, I, I understood what my parents were trying to to achieve with mm-hmm. that. I don't know if it was always always successful because every, by the time everyone got to the table, they just, no <laughs> one wanted to be there. Yeah. And, you know, my dad had worked all day. He was tired. My mom worked too. She, she was tired. 
My brother was about halfway out of the house anyway, so he really didn't want to be there. And then I was caught in the middle as <laughs> yeah. some little kid that was like, what is going on? So I remember the first Thanksgiving I spent with your family, and I, I thought it was very, like, cool and, it, and like, quaint that it was, I think it was Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and all of the platters of food were, like, on the table in yes, front of us. family style, yeah. Yeah, and so then we were, like, passing our plates and, like, filling our plates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Because, like, typically, even if we did, like, like Thanksgiving, mm. for instance, all the food was in the kitchen, and you kind of made your plate, and then... I don't think I knew that. Did you feel uncomfortable with that? No. I mean, because over the years, I had been to friends' houses, and I knew eventually how the other half lived. Right. I'm glad you didn't eat with your hands. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, I wanted wanted to go, like, trough style, face first, (laughs) just see how it went. I mean, I I love you. I would have loved you regardless, (laughs) but it would have been difficult to explain that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean but yeah that was a big Parents part like, she's lovely she's very lovely <laughs> but i do i do feel it's strange now when we go and visit my family mm-hmm. for holidays and things and we all sit and eat at a table together on the um, floor well no because like holidays they break out oh those, that's true for the big, big ones yeah like retractable tables mm-hmm. and we do a whole setup and i think my parents do it now because of the grandkids and sort of right, right. wanting to build this familial thing i enjoy that um, yeah yeah it's just very it's different, different than, than the experience up. that i grew up with yeah did that jar anything? Did that jar anything loose for you? I mean, not particularly. I mean, the only thing I can think of that I thought was was weird that I figured out, and maybe sort of knew when I was a kid. So this is back. This is another Oscar Mayer story. <laughs> oh, good. This is back to the Kraft days. So Oscar Mayer was owned by Kraft. Oscar Mayer did not sponsor this podcast. I no, just want to say, but if like, you do want to, I mean, we reach out. <laughs> we as much as we love. I'll have take yes some hot dog money, some bologna money. I love that bologna. Don't I will I could I could write an essay. I'm just saying about how much I love Oscar Mayer. Well as me. my father would have said, it's a good product. It is. It is a good product. It is. Um, they all plump when you cook them. <laughs> well, that, yeah that's <laughs> well now I gotta tell that oh, story. Sorry. So my dad was, you know it was just very supportive of the Oscar Mayer brand. Um, he went in whole hog. Whole hog. <laughs> can we, we can edit that out, right? Sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, you know, he was, I mean, he was very supportive to, to the extent that he didn't want us eating any other types of hot dogs. And I'm not even exaggerating. So he found out that me and my brother were eating ballpark hot dogs at the pool. <laughs> In the summers. And, and love some, them. Oh, I mean, you know, we've eaten so many Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Any other hot dog would have been great. You know, it's something different. And he found out. And I remember he asked me, well, you know, why are you eating ballpark hot dogs? You know, we literally have a refrigerator full of hot dogs here. And I said, well, Dad, you know, they, they plump when you cook them. <laughs> and he slammed his hand down on the counter and said, God damn it. They all plump when you cook them. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite stories. Oh, because he was so mad at the dollar that you spent on that hot dog. Yeah, it was personal. Like you had like shamed the family. Yeah, by going out publicly and eating these 
ballpark hot dog. Like How he was dare like a you? senator from Indiana, that his son How was caught doing dare something. Dare you? You know, like he, <laughs> he, it wasn't even our company. Oh. You know, it's not like he was, you know, Gene, the the hot dog king. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it was his hot dogs. It was Oscar Mayer. It was a but national he... brand, but it was personal. Yes. You know, they all plump when you cook them. <laughs> God damn it. So, oh. but yeah, in that same sort of vein is you know we used to get out of date products like things that had been sent back to the warehouse mm-hmm. that had run date the stores would send them back you know and since Kraft owned Oscar Meyer and owned a bunch of other companies we would get free stovetop stuffing <laughs> we would get free cereal you know mm-hmm. the whole line of I think post cereal and I mean we would have tons of food in our house dry food dry goods that was out of date but you know you know not a huge thing right but i remember when i had a kid over a friend um for sleepover and in the morning we were gonna have breakfast and he was like uh i was like what do you want he was like what kind of cereal you have and i remember i opened up the closet and we had every kind of cereal (laughs) in duplicate like three boxes of fruity pebbles this that and the other and he i mean honestly every time i see him he still talks about it to this day (laughs) And I just thought it was normal. Like, right. you know, I get up and I would sort of look and be like, yeah, I think I'll do, you know, fruity pebbles today, maybe some frosted flakes. And hell, maybe I'll, I'll just mix them together. And he, we sat there, I remember at breakfast, and he had tried like every single thing. You might as cereal. well have been like Richie Rich oh, or yeah. like um, Silver Spoon, that kid, like coming in, riding a train. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you have all these cereals? You know, we were the exact opposite of that, where we had like one <laughs> box of cereal. And once it was open, you were not, there was no other cereal to be had until that box was done. Right, and let me right. tell you, cereal, cereal back in the day would get stale. Yeah, it would. And my mom would be like, no, you have to eat this until it's absolutely gone. Yeah. And, and but, you know, ours was already out of date anyway. So it was, you know. Yeah. Time was not on its side. No amount of milk was no. really bringing that back. I had a girlfriend growing up, a really good friend of mine, and it was similar. Her dad worked for Mm Frito-Lay, and it was the same thing. We loved going over there because they had a pantry full of snack food, like chips and stuff. And he would go every year, a couple of years, to the big, like, food expo where they trotted out the new... like the new samples that they were oh, yeah. going to launch. We used to go to the food expo. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. so many cool snacks. And we mm-hmm. it was like the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I was a kid. I was 13 years old and I took another friend of mine. We went to the big food expo and um, Penthouse had a booth there. Ooh, fancy. And I got two posters signed by whoever was sitting there. You know, I was 13 yeah. years old. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever experienced. I am shocked your mother. No, they did. never made it home. Oh, I was going to say, no. your mother would have a, a, I, like a, a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. My dad said, yeah, you can go get these signed, but these are not making it out of this <laughs> convention center. It's not happening. Um, but it was worth it because I just wanted to go up there and say hi and, you know. Right. I, yeah. Be in the vicinity of breasts and be like, this yeah. is great. And I mean, she was clearly, I mean, but it was, it was ridiculous to watch these mm-hmm. grown men acting like children and children acting like children. At a food expo, no less. It made no sense. Yeah. What, like... What's the tie in there? None. <laughs> None. <laughs> what is she, I mean, what is she peddling? Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, they must have had some sort of tie in with something Maybe else. Maybe Penthouse was having like a crossover with, with like, what? What is I don't know. crossover with? I don't know. 
Like I don't know. Maybe it wasn't with Oscar Mayer. <laughs> no. That much I do know. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. Wholesome. It's a wholesome <laughs> family company. So, yeah. Um. Oh, wait. I do want to tell another story. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Talking about um, expiration dates. At least you knew that things were out of date. I, and I know I've told you this before. Mm. I did not know, except for milk, nothing in our home had expiration dates. Because we just didn't, we didn't like, my parents didn't believe in that. My, both of my parents grew up very poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, yeah, like food was good until it was eaten. Even milk, milk, you either smelt it or tasted it. To oh, see yeah, how we it never went. threw anything out but like, because of the data. But on I it. remember going to college and, and one of my roommates being like, oh, these eggs are expired or this yogurt's expired. Oh, and I yeah. was like, come, what? Like, what do you mean they're expired? That they're is not something made that out of we milk. shared as kids. Yeah. There was no date. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a date that it was stamped on the package. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Even with like meat and stuff, my parents would be like, Eh, it's it looks okay. Yeah, like, it, was, it was just a guide. That's all that was. We should have been hospitalized so many times. And milk. Like. I remember I, there was a few times that I had drank. Oh. You ever had drank bad milk? Oh yeah. Have you ever like had those chunks hit your mouth yep. when you it had, turned like, take into a cottage cheese? The, ugh, ugh. And I still to this day, if if it's fresh milk in a fridge, which we don't really have around here very Mm-mm. often, I'll still I, I'll still I still I will still <laughs> smell it before I pour a glass. Every of it. time, yeah. every time, and I don't. I'm probably specifically for that. I never drink milk from a carton ever. Mm-hmm. It always goes in the glass before I've ever put it to my lips now. Yeah, I'm I remember. like, nope. <laughs> I nope. Had a sleepover with a friend across the street whose dad was like six five, a huge guy, very loud. Everyone was afraid of him. And I remember he poured cereal and milk for all of us. And took one bite and I knew it was bad because, you know, super sensitive to that. Uh-huh. And I remember talking to whisper I was like, and he was like, Dad, the milk's bad. And his dad just flew off the handle. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and then he grabbed his coat, his keys. He was just gone. Didn't tell anybody. Came back with milk. And then, but at that point, we didn't have any cereal. It was uh, Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Boy, we could dive down this rabbit hole for oh, a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before we do, let's, let's, I guess, let's get on to the next question that I picked out. Okay. Which is, what's a movie that had a really big impact on you as a kid. Um, could be positive, could be negative. But what's what's one that really sticks with you even to this It's a hard one because there are many movies from my childhood that I oh, have, like, great. have like an attachment to. Mm-hmm. You know, for mm-hmm. one, for good or for bad. Like a lot of movies. Yeah. And, and I'm, I know there's multiple. We all probably have a list. Right. But if there's just one that really sticks out. I like really liked um, like movies for kids where the kids go on some sort of epic journey. Oh, I couldn't not, agree with you more. Not like a fantasy journey, even though I did. I watched like Willow and mm-hmm. um, uh, Never Ending Story and stuff like that, of course. But like the ones where it seemed like that could really happen to you, mm-hmm. like Cloak and Dagger and um, The Wizard, you know, yeah. where with like Fred Savage. But I think the one would be uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, that was a good one. Because it was like... With a young Elizabeth Shue. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and Thor, you know, the Thor mm-hmm. character. And, and so these kids, like, basically, Elizabeth Shue comes over to babysit. She's babysat them before. And for whatever reason, they decide to go into the city. 
I think, yeah, I don't remember be- why. I think there's a boy, a boyfriend mm-hmm. or a boy involved. And so she takes these kids into the city and things go awry. And they basically are like running from bad guys at some point. You know, it gets dangerous, whatever, whatever. And they, um, until they make it back home. And I, I probably watched that movie so many times. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, really good. I should rewatch that. I haven't watched it in a really long time. It's but, always curious. I'm always curious to know if something holds up. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I always have liked Elizabeth Shue. I mean, she was on CSI, which I geek out about all the time. Um, but I I was, like, a big daydreamer, fantasy kid. Like, mm-hmm. I would just sit on the... I remember sitting on the school bus and, like, thinking about... I don't know. Just having, like, very random, You were somewhere daydreams. else. Yeah, like... You're running a movie through yeah, your head. exactly. And so... And I'm always, like, the heroine of the situation. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, like, everyone thanks me and congratulates me at the end of whatever <laughs> this thing yeah. happens. And yeah. so anything that could play into that... Right. Where it was, like, kids on their own, you know, mm-hmm. like, doing the thing. That was great. Like, Goonies. I mean, uh, Goonies. Come on now. Yes. And, and that's that was my pick. Oh, is it? Oh gosh, I'm sorry. No, Did I mean I just that's the you? same theme. Is I loved movies as a kid where you the kids were empowered to do something. So Goonies was top of my list, and then I had a couple others that were like right below it, mm-hmm. like Iron Eagle. Oh yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. Dad, I guess I think his plane goes down. I don't know what part of the world. Probably North Korea. We we love to. I don't know. The Rescue. Communist Remember I told China. you about that. The Rescue. Mm-hmm. That was like that a, was North Korea, a right? film. That was North Korea where the where the kids, I think Kevin Dillon's in that one. Right. Oh, and they have to go know, rescue their parents. Their parents from a who were like oh. No, no, no. They're they're prisoners of war. Okay. But yeah. it's like their their dads are Navy SEALs, I think. Right, right. And they yeah, and so they yeah, they go they hatch this plan and yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. I'm totally with you mm-hmm. on that theme. Goonies for me was just that was awesome. Yeah, I mean Goonies we've watched even as adults that holds a hundred times. It that does. Holds up. A few problematic themes, mm, uh, but like eighties, yeah, yeah. But like the the general feel of the movie for mm-hmm. me holds up, and yeah. the sort of kids wanting to save the day, right? And like, yeah, yeah good over evil, that kind of thing. I had. Two others on my Let's close hear. list, but not for different reasons. Okay. So one was Princess Bride. Yeah. And I will tell you, for Princess Bride, so it came out in 87. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I was, know it came out that long ago. I know. I was only six when it came out, so I know I didn't see it until well after. As with most, um, most movies back right. in the 80s, yeah. But we didn't I seem really, to really hit television. Whenever I, f- I did watch it, I remember it was the first time I got... Like, I understood the adult humor line and Mm -hmm. also the kid humor line, if that makes sense. Like, there was a little bit of satire in it a little bit. And And so I remember kind of, like, being like, oh, my gosh, I get it. Like, this is kind of a kid's movie, but it's also an adult movie. Which was the beauty of that movie. Yeah. Because I think you could watch it as an adult and as a kid without nostalgia. Right. And still be like, this is a great movie. Right. And I I remember thinking, oh, that's so funny. And feeling really smart that I got that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, And being, I was relatively young. I couldn't couldn't have been older than 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other one was My Girl, which was Anna Klumski and... um, 
I remember seeing that movie. I didn't have a huge effect on me. I did. I was. I know it was sort of a sad ending. But. Oh yeah, I was eleven when that movie came out, yeah. and I owned it on VHS, oh, and I watched it and rewatched it because I think it was the first kid-centered movie where I could like relate to the story and the characters, but then. It had adult, like it had very heavy themes. Like it, to see like yes. a childhood friend die mm-hmm. was like a big deal for me. And like I had watched sad movies before, like Old Yeller, you know, typically like some kind of animal dies or mm-hmm. companion or parent dies or grandparent. But I don't know that I'd ever seen like a kid. Right. I mean, as a kid, you know, when you get to a certain age, there is an expectation that your parents will eventually die, right? Right. That your dog will eventually die. But, you know, a friend, right. someone your age, right. um, dying, passing away right. from something like, what it, I think he got stung, he was allergic to bees yep. or something mm-hmm. like that, something very random. Right. You know, that's a really tough thing to grapple with when you're a kid. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I watched that movie so many times. I loved it so much. And... Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I had that one on my list too. Yeah, M- my movies, the ones I had on mine, did not not big themes. Like Top Gun was the other one. <laughs> so mine were very superficial and on yeah. the surface. Well, I was I when you prefaced the question, I and you were like, oh, good or bad. I was gonna say a negative one that impacted me was the thing. I think it was Kurt Russell was in it. It was a horror movie. And I think my sisters let me watch that when I was really, really, really little. They're like in Alaska or somewhere oh, at God. like a kind of like a secluded place. And there's an alien type demony monstery thing. And I just remember watching a scene where there's a sled dog. And the thing is like in the sled dog and the sled dog splits open kind of like a banana. Uh, and I remember being <laughs> I've like... i seen that scene, but I yeah. still can see that scene in my mind. That's how imprinted it is. I have not seen that movie since I was little. Yeah. And it is burned into my brain. I cannot come back. You can't unsee it. Yeah. And I feel like I was scarred from that. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> like just like films or things you'll see as a kid that just stick with you for... Ever. Ever, yeah. Forever. Uh, I know there's a couple when I was a kid. So the last question is, tell me what your sort of Saturday morning cartoon lineup peak childhood Mm -hmm. morning was like. Like Like what cartoons did you watch or do you remember watching? You know, that kind of thing. Right, right. Now, I did watch... A lot of Saturday morning cartoons, as most kids did. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the cartoons that really stuck with me was were the ones, the after-school ones. There was oh. like, a, like an hour or two after school that you could watch cartoons, and it was different than the Saturday morning ones. But I'm not sure which ones fell into which time spot. So I just sort of jotted down some ones that I really liked as a kid. All right. Um, and I guess we'll just we'll be a little it. more liberal. Yeah. So Gummy Bears. Oh, gummy bears. Bouncing here and, and there and everywhere. everywhere. Something about gummy bears. So I love that show. <laughs> that was a good one. Muppet Babies. I, a secret. I had Muppet Babies on my list. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know if I would have admitted that uh-huh. at the time. Um, Muppet Babies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then this, uh, when I was looking back, there was a, I loved the Ghostbusters as a kid. Oh, yeah. 
there was a series that was only on for a year. And oddly enough, if, if you look back um, at cartoons that you liked as a kid, if you were, grew up in the 80s, a lot of these were only on for like a year. Yeah. And then they were gone. But, you know, and I, it, it, as big of, of an effect as these cartoons had on me, I, you would have thought they were on for years. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's but, crazy. So there's a cartoon called Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. And oh, I remember that. I can vid- I can picture it. Yeah. Another one that I loved was Fraggle Rock. Oh, I never got into Fraggle Rock. Kind of freaked me out. They were underground. Weren't yeah. they little people or something? Yeah, they were building. They were like, the, the Fraggles were like, you know, fun-loving crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you had the builders who also lived underground. But they were like no nonsense. Yeah. And they sort of lived, I think, you know, uh, with a mutual understanding they would leave each other alone. Mm-hmm. Didn't always happen because, you know, the Fraggles were crazy and carefree and fun-loving. Um, a cartoon I didn't like that was was around for a long time was the Smurfs. Well, never got into the Smurfs. I feel like the Smurfs for me were was just like omnipresent, but and it would be on, yeah. but I never was invested. Yeah, it was like vanilla ice cream. Like I can tell you about the characters, it, but... right? Like, but it wasn't. Yeah, didn't do anything for mm-hmm. me. I agree. And then like Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers, Ducktales, like Tailspin. Like, mm-hmm. I think they were all somehow interconnected. But yeah, same universe. Same, yeah, universe. <laughs> like, like Marvel, just same. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like Chip and Dale, for example, Rescue Rangers. Love that. Only on for a year. I mean, it's crazy because I know the theme song. Yeah. I, the, we're what? We're 30 years Chip and Dale's. Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale's when there's danger. Exactly. It was only on for a year. I just feel like the, the people that were in advertising, like oh. people pitching those jingles, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't get that anymore. Yeah. Those guys, it was powerful stuff. <laughs> so those were mine. What about yours? Nice. Um, so I'll paint a picture for you. Mm. My Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dad was, was in the military, and so he got up on the weekends at like 4 a.m. and was out the door working in the yard or doing whatever um and my mom was always like busy and stuff so like i would wake up basically go make myself a bowl of cereal stale cereal that um and then i would have free reign to watch what i wanted and i could usually watch on the big tv because nobody Mm -hmm. was in the living room and Mm -hmm. by big tv i mean like the console tv or the TV that was bigger than the very tiny one that was in my room. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't, we weren't living large, just putting yeah. that out there. Um, and so for me, the ones that I wrote down, so I had two categories. I had Saturday morning and then I also had, um, I had a very specific regimen before school. Oh. And because I had a TV in my room... And I was like a latchkey kid and was responsible basically for getting myself out the door in the mornings as well. Uh, I would flip the TV on as soon as I woke up and then I would basically like watch and get ready. And then that was like my routine every day. So I have two kind of categories. So Muppet Babies was on mine as well. And then for Saturday, I also had Garfield and Friends. Do you remember Garfield and Friends? I do remember that. I loved the Garfield books, but I never really watched the show that much. So Garfield, yeah, I always had the books. I probably still have the books somewhere. Mm -hmm. Garfield, I loved. And then the Friends portion was that barnyard. Do you remember? Orson, the pig, who was like super clean for a pig. Maybe a little bit, no. Oh my gosh. So like I loved that whole thing. It was like Orson Mm -hmm. and 
uh, this duck, Wade, who wore a flotation device around his <laughs> waist because he couldn't swim. It sounds good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and then also Beetlejuice. Do you remember the cartoon Beetlejuice? Wow, vaguely, yeah. So good. It was so good. I, I loved it. You know, I think we're only a couple years apart as far as age, but mm, but that can. But I'm getting the sense that like sometimes with cartoons, that could be like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I may have moved on from certain cartoons, and you were still stuck on them. Yeah. I am two years older. Oh yes, so yeah. wise. But no, no, so I, I re- vaguely remember the Beetlejuice yeah. cartoon. I love the Beetlejuice. That's cartoon. random. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and then for TV before school. Hmm. Uh, Bobby's World used to come on in the morning. Bobby's World, yeah. When he used to ride the tricycle. That was a good one. That was, that was one. really mm-hmm. good. Um, Denver, the last dinosaur. Denver, the last, the last dinosaur. dinosaur. He's my dun, friend dun, 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 and a whole lot, lot more. more. I don't remember why I like that. It was like these group of teenagers who right. found a dinosaur egg and then they spent all their days trying to hide this dinosaur. <laughs> um, but back, back to um, Bobby's World. Mm-hmm. For the kids out there. The voice of Bobby was Howie Mandel, yes. who was also a judge on American Idol. Nope. No? Nope. Try again. This American can dance? <laughs> Close. No. He's a judge on X Factor. X Wait. Factor. No. No. America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. Yep. Yeah. Because um, he used to do a bit. Well, there a goes our, uh... He used to do a Bobby's World bit in his stand-up, and uh. then it became... A cartoon. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry I missed his stand-up. <laughs> you don't remember any of No, the... I vaguely do. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's our, our Howie Mandel trivia. <laughs> that we, we we got there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was also uh, Mr. Wizard would oh, come yeah. on in the morning. I love Mr. Wizard. <gasps> I should have added that Which to Which is basically, list. for yeah. anyone younger who remembers like Bill Nye the Science Guy. This was like a early, early precursor to that where Mr. Wizard would sit down with a kid and they would do a little experiment and it would be a bunch of segments like that. Yeah. Um, but the difference between Mr. Wizard and Bill Nye, Mr. Wizard seemed like he did not like kids. <laughs> and you can go on now and look on YouTube oh, and yeah. look at Mr. Wizard getting angry with kids. And he was brutal. And yeah. I remember that. If the kid gave the wrong answer, he'd be like, Kathy, like, you're an idiot. What's wrong with you, Kathy? No, he. It wasn't that overt. It was very. It was enough as a yeah. kid where I'm like, shit. <laughs> if I went on Mr. Wizard and I didn't get a question right, uh-huh. I would have been in tears. But I loved it. I yeah, loved it. Mr. Was it was a great Wizard. show though? It was the first time I saw like the you know baking soda in a uh, and vinegar together in a foil volcano. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Like it was a great show. Coke and mentos i think they did you know it was like (laughs) (laughs) what mr wizard was doing uh, between the scenes coca-cola yes um and the last one i have that i didn't watch but it was just always in my memory is the gargoyles because i knew if the gargoyles came on i was going to be late for the bus and i needed to run out the door yeah um so i never watched the gargoyles and that's the one where they would like wake up at night yeah they were gargoyles on a building and then at night they would wake up and And i do whatever gargoyles do yeah i don't know if they were good guys i'm assuming they were good guys but i have no idea probably it was a good show right Mm mm-hmm that's a pretty good list right that's a pretty good list remind me of a few ones that i like, I mean, I always liked He-Man and stuff like that, but I don't even know when that came on. Oh. You know, G.I. Joe, for me, was for huge. Me. Yeah. But. Okay, so this is a segment we have been doing called 
Everyday Answers. Everyday Answers. <laughs> Thank you for that jingle. Um, where we basically ask each other about something this week that you either bought or you learned about or a life hack or something that helped you kind of answer a question in your everyday life this week. So, um, or filled a void or gave you joy or just did something for you. So, John, what was your everyday answer this week? Oh, I have a good one. Oh, I have a good okay. one. This is something that we both purchased together jointly as a family for the family. And it has been, so far, I would say, life-changing. Life-affirming. Life oh, yes. And that would be an air fryer. Oh, that sucker <laughs> is so amazing. Oh, it's lame. But we're in that part of life where the little things like that are just life-changing and so far it's been great it really I've really, has. really enjoyed it it really has like i okay so like i don't usually give a lot of like credence to like whatever people are talking about or buzzing about or whatever like we never got an instapot i'm sure they're great it just looked like a pressure cooker and i just i was like i don't need another appliance um but i forget why something probably tiktok because i see recipes on there all the time yeah now um, somebody at work told me it was like we bought an air fryer and just told me how easy and great it was and it she was right she mm-hmm. was right but it's not like we haven't tried like your mom for example is a huge uh as seen on tv person oh yeah and she's certainly given us multiple products over the years that she has seen mm-hmm. on tv mm-hmm. some have been okay some have been pretty good that's probably why I don't buy into every no, like new fangled thing. Because growing up, we had food dehydrators yeah. and yeah. rotisserie chicken. Th- I mean, anything Ronco oh, was hawking, if, mm-hmm. we had. We had the, you know, the thing where you press down and you made like a sandwich pocket. Like mm-hmm. We had, all, we had oh, George Foreman. Not just sandwiches. You can make desserts too. Oh, yeah. Two mm. pieces of white bread and mm. some apple filling. You got yourself an apple pie. Yeah, I had done that. It was not good. It's disgusting. Um, yeah, so my parents are all in on the as seen on TV. Like let an infomercial come on and we are first in line. Um, so it's probably why I'm always like, oh, I don't care. We have a stove. Why do we need it? But that air fryer is you, air fryer. awesome. Yeah. So mine is something that I purchased a while ago, um, but I only recently realized within the past few days that I was using incorrectly, which probably re- it tells me why it wasn't working very well. Mm. Um, so a while ago, I bought this um, gel seat pad, which I'm sitting on right now for my office chair. And um, it's because I, a number of years ago, broke my tailbone. It never quite healed properly. So I'm always having, like, pain. It's hard to sit for long periods of time. And I have a day job where I sit for long periods of time. It's never ideal. Um, And my office chair just isn't great. So I bought this little gel pad. Uh, It's very thick. I got it off Amazon. It's great. And it's um, sort of like a... I mean, it's kind of shaped like a C, but not really. It's hard to hard to describe. It's basically like a the size of a seat cushion, but there's a notch cut out. It looks like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's okay. Yes, it sort of has two like little arms that come out, and I assume that it should be sitting so that that notch was at the front, like in between my legs, because the two little arms mm. look like where my legs should go. Right. So the cutout would be for your package. If I had one, yes. Yeah. 
Um, so I, then I just have, and that's how I've been sitting on it. And I was like, oh, this is fine. It adds some cushion, whatever. And then I happened to see an ad for a similar product <laughs> pop up somewhere. And You're I like, why is this woman <laughs> sitting on this thing the, backwards? Yeah, the reference photo has the notch in between your legs in front. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, back backwards. So, Reverse that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the notch is where my tailbone would go, which makes a whole lot of sense, you right. know, to relieve that pressure. Your your tailbone is kind of suspended in the air at that point. And it, I was like, oh, maybe that's why it hasn't been that great for me. I mean, it's been like okay, but not great. And so now I'm sitting on it properly and yeah, I'm noticing a difference. So yeah, to my great uh, answer was to just turn it around. (laughs) So that's your life hack. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a reminder to read instructions. There you go. (laughs) There you go, folks. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. So um don't forget to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you find your uh, your podcasts, and rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe, please. All right, bye. Bye.